Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Bibi Dalman and Rosalind McNally. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's episode of Earth School where we're diving into a little bit differently, but we'll still be connecting to the energies of the 1st to around the 8th of July. But we're doing it from a different perspective this week because we've been thinking that through the last couple of months, we've been discussing sort of, you know, how we're moving through these transitional times, how we're meeting the limitations, the restrictions, how we're rebuilding, reshaping ourselves, possibly our lives, even if it's not externally, but internally. But during this whole process, we may be looking at practices outside of ourselves, which is perfect. That may give us more information, more insight into who we are, how we maybe work best in the world, or we're trying to find those things that might reflect to us where our strengths, qualities are, maybe what we need to build a different foundation for ourselves. And some of those will be like human design, tarot, astrology, and whatever else you're into. So we thought we'd actually sort of from an angle sort of see if these practices when we pick them up and when we use them and when we're reflecting on them, do they then become the things that limit us or do they become the things that actually free us? So we want to sort of dive into that because it can be applied to anything that you're into and not just what we're chatting about. Um, so you're very welcome, everybody. And <laughs> BB, my dear, um, good to have you here as always. So good to be here. Really excited about this one. Mm, it's a little bit different <clears throat> that way, like, you know, and as excuse me as I was saying like you know it's like everything anything can be used to either like restrict us or support us or help us to grow like and sometimes we don't even realize that we put these things we put ourselves in these boxes then by limiting ourselves with the definitions of things that maybe we've been given versus allowing them to really feed us grow us and nourish the potential that is within us like Mm. so my dear I'd love to hear your sort of initial thoughts around sort of those practices that we might turn to oh my god there's so so much much to it um i think very generally speaking i find that a lot of the times initially when we come to those practices again very generalized most of us feel probably an excitement you know or an mm-hmm. an opening and i think that for me that the guide is always sort of the emotionality when I feel there's an excitement or an opening then you know that's a sign for me that I use something that is actually helping me expand in my consciousness and my growth and my you know from the pragmatic to the most most subtle um what I've seen across actually pretty much all disciplines including teaching yoga for so many years is that what tends to open open us up first can then become sort of limiting so first we're like, oh my God, I never knew I kept moving this way. Or if I use a block in that way that like allows me to breathe deeper or in, you know, human design, I don't know if you go like, okay, I'm a manifester. It's like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. I see the world through different eyes. There's an expansion. And then a little bit further down the road, it's like this, oh no, uh, because I'm a manifester, I need to behave in a certain way. And then it's a sort of, for me, the feeling then becomes like, you can't hardly breathe you know it's restricting in that way in the same in in a yoga practice when we alignment as an example can be so freeing when we understand how to move in a ways or 
whole system our organs have more space our our you know our bones interact in the joints in a way that is that is gliding that is free um but then alignment can become that part of you know like i make the whole physical practice very intellectual very much about where do i need to be what's the right way of doing this and where's the wrong way of doing this so very generalized i think when we start something, that expansion, expansive feeling is something that is, I think, kicks us in the right direction to follow it up. And whenever something like feels then restrictive, I think that's not to shy away from it at all, but just to have a maybe a second look at why do I feel restrictive or restricted in that area? Sort of like as mm. a very general scoop over it. What about you? Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's natural for us when we first step into no matter how, if we're new to this or we've been on the path a long time, when we find something that excites us, it's normal to feel that ele- elevation, to feel that mm-hmm. really what it is for a lot of people is being seen like, mm-hmm. do you know, like, and then reaffirming to themselves some aspects that will have already rung true to them. And it's the meeting of that part that, oh my God, I actually, you know, I, I used to maybe be like that, but then I've been told I should be doing all these other things or I should be acting in this way or I, I was too much or I wasn't accepted the way I was. So it allows that peeling away of coming back to, okay, actually, I do know myself, which is the point of a lot of spiritual practices is like to get to know thyself and how they are, how you are in the world, like and how you interact in a relationship with everything around it, like. But then it can become the thing then, like what you see, what I sometimes notice and I find it really interesting is that it becomes a thing that justifies why we do certain mm-hmm. things rather than from our own personal place of power. Like, mm-hmm. do you want to say, I'm choosing this and I don't need to, in a sense, justify why I'm doing this, where it becomes nearly the tagline, like, you know, if explaining I'm doing it this way because I am a X, Y, Z, like, you know, I'm a projector, I'm a manifester, I'm a Virgo rising, whatever it is, like, you know, so it becomes the thing then that gives me permission to be myself versus to me, it's like I allow a lot to be in the background, but I make my choices from a place of power, like, and then I hopefully don't need to justify them. And it might be an education thing, too, where you're educating people who are those things to understand sort of how it knits together. But it's an interesting thing to watch where they give us they in a sense, they give us the power. Mm to do and live life the way we want to but can we access that without that there as well like mm. is what I find interesting yeah I think a lot comes from the just the difficulty of translating maybe a very ancient system or a very complex system into mainstream you know like if you if you take astrology which is so layered and has so much depth to it and is really it's impossible in a 90 minute reading to really get a deep grasp of your own chart. Even it's, it's called a practice, just like yoga. You keep showing up, you keep working with your chart, you work with the whole thing, you work with different aspects. And over time, it sort of starts to come together just the way when you show up in your yoga practice, your downward facing dog will feel different across like years. And then over those years, you get the essence, the archetype of what a downward facing dog is and in all its different variations. Um, the, the, the problem with it is that when we translate a complex system like astrology and we need to make it very quick accessible because we got every single one of us has to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So it's not a bad intention, but it's in the, the diluting of the, in, in t- the complexity into the simplicity that we create these boxes, right? 
like, oh, my moon did it to me. My moon is in the 12th house or my moon is in such and such, you know, or like, you know, I have a lot of planets in Leo and it's just like fire and that's why I'm like always angry, you know. It's like, there, There is this, like you said, that it becomes this justification of doing something. So I think it's when something is limiting us, it doesn't mean that we've necessarily outgrown the whole system, but it's almost like the sliding scale from very simple beginnings to way more content, you know, nuanced and um, and complex things. You just like need to move up a little bit along that scale. I think to me, that's what it is when you go, when you got, oh, I better behave in this way because if you're at that stage in your mind, it's like, okay, you've actually outgrown your previous understanding of whatever that is. And it's the same in human design, you know, you know, having the different types is a very, it's a, it's a quick duck on method. You know, it's, it's like, it's very helpful, you know, first of all, but then when you get nuances of this, it's like, that's just the, the, the top, the tip of the iceberg, you know, and then it goes down into everyone's energy flows differently to their human design chart. And I think to bring that parallel over maybe into one other discipline, because, you know, it helps for me, it always helps when I see trends across different industries across different modalities across different uh, parts of life i'm thinking oh that, that that's sort of a thing that we do across it helps me understand it so and yoga is the same thing of course if you go to a group class you get a basic understanding of your alignment for a particular position then you know your body adjusts to that then you go and take maybe a few private classes or more alignment based classes you go okay i start to understand the alignment in my body that really helps my, for my prana my life force to flow through me but then there comes at some point you go, you go step onto the mat and you start to get into the flow of life. So not like a mindless throwing limbs around, but you just get into the flow of your practice. And then you take yourself out of that flow because you go, oh no, I should actually align my foot in that way. So then it becomes counterproductive. So, you know, and it's just like noticing where you are along that line I think that's where astrology also got a bad reputation you know it's like when you read the sun signs in the back of a magazine mm -hmm. they kind of have they I mean they're not wrong as such but when you when you if you've had a reading you see that there's like seven to upwards many more aspects planets as such or points in your chart depending on the astrology you work with so the sun is one is one point so obviously, if the sun is somewhere um, and you, know, you read the horoscope because, you know, you're, you're Virgo or you're Scorpio, whatever you are, some of those aspects will apply because your sun is in that sign. Mm -hmm. But it is so different for someone whose moon and in is, you know, could be in any of the 12 zodiacs. So what I'm trying to say here is that we need simple, pragmatic aspects sometimes to dock into something so we can actually intellectually as well comprehend but then it's like, that's the funnel, then go deeper in your lineage, you know, whatever that is, there's so much more and go beyond those boundaries. So then at some point, you don't need the perfect alignment in a, your mind anymore in the yoga mat, because you, you understand how it feels in your body when you're in good alignment in any posture, and then you can literally go, go by that feeling, rather than what feels comfortable. Um, so I think there's a lot lost in that also I think very necessary sliding scale of bringing a complex system into just accessible mm. realms well it's also a, a, it's the media in which we access a lot of things like we think of Instagram it's not designed for really in-depth 
you know, in one post, you can't go in depth on anything like, you know, and also our attention span is so short and so sweet that it needs to be you no know, big catch my eye, my eye, my attention or whatever. Like, do you know, but and as she said, like, you know, when we're opening up the pathway to something, we step our foot in and we need somewhere to place our feet, like to see if does this resonate, does this speak to me? Like, but then after sitting with that there, hopefully there's always in the question and asking like, where's the connections being made to everything else then like you know like so if i am a manifester how does that connect into every other part of that chart like you know how does that the the channels the definitions within it all communicate to each other like rather than sync what it ends up being is like singular things Mm -hmm. and no understanding of how they connect together as a whole like but that takes time like Mm -hmm. and you can't digest that possibly in the first week of meeting human design astrology even reiki or anything yoga like you know it'll take time and practice so then it's really thought like knowing that and deciding okay i'm I'm here just for the initial foundational very foundational part as and this is what i am but then the understanding if i let that little just i am a manifester define my whole being without understanding the complexity of everything else then i may start limiting myself and what i think i'm able to do like or, you know, the projector sitting in the house waiting for somebody to come knock on the door and invite them to something. I'm just like, oh, my God, like mm. <laughs> once again, we've given our power away to something like mm. and that can be very. And there's loads of people doing it, shifting it on his head going, but this is actually what it means. Like this is what it looks like. And I think that's a big thing with a lot of practices. What does that look like in real life? Yeah. Do you know, like, and that's across the board for anything like that like not just astrology human design for yoga for reiki for shamanism for whatever we're into what does that look like in real life mm. because then i then it becomes something i can use really use in my day-to-day mm. but doesn't become the thing that oh well i can't do that because my chart says xyz oh i can't visit that country because that's where my saturn goes through maybe i need to visit that country because that's where my saturn goes mm. through you know, but you still have a, it's still about having the choice, like, yeah. for me, like, you know, anything that I've ever learned and all there, it's like, I still have my freedom of choice at the end of the day, like, do you know, like. I think choice and awareness, like coming from a position of, you know, sitting with people both in human design and astrology and yoga actually in that way too but like let's talk about human design and astrology in that way because it's more like a, a traditional like reading mm-hmm. scenario, you know. Um what maybe a lot of people aren't aware of before those readings, the way to get more out of a reading is actually to to really sit with your life, sit with what's going on currently, you know, what's presenting itself, what are sort of the challenges, where what are sort of the repeated issues that keep coming up, you're like, where that's coming from, and what's like flowing really nicely, what's, you know, so there's this level of awareness of your life and what's going on without judgment. And if you can bring that into a reading, what really happens in a reading is when, when I look at a chart, what I'm essentially aiming to do in a reading is drawing your attention to the different aspects in your chart. And as a result of the conversation we're having, Mm. 
I can kind of gauge if you're aware of that aspect and if you're already utilizing that in a way to your benefit. If there is a sense of, oh, that's a little new terrain because I can see sort of the frown in people's face. Like, you know, when they kind of feel like they don't know what I'm talking about, there's usually something could be obviously how I um, use my language, but it oftentimes is also like that that's a part that the person isn't just um, aware of just yet, you know, and we all have them all the time. Like there's no Mm. point when you're, you know, think fully expressing every aspect of any of your charts but what i'm getting at is you're getting more of your reading when you're thinking about a reading or a sitting in that way as an exchange as a back and forward conversation and when you bring in your own will when you bring in your own awareness and when you bring in a sense of yeah like embodying your own empowerment in that way rather than giving Mm -hmm. the empowerment over to the reader the the sort of most I feel like readings that went sort of like really really expanding a session is when there is a back and forward conversation Mm -hmm. when somebody's like you totally see that in my life or even going like I don't see that in my life and I'm like okay gonna explain a little bit more how you're sitting at work you know what's going on what's sort of the dynamics in there and then we can dive deeper into but this back and forth is really what opens up rather than when I have people come to me like um tell me about my chart and what's happening in my future because I, I don't tell anyone what's happening in their future because mm. there is free will um but there is sort of this when when somebody totally projects the power onto the the reader or you know um it, it still goes somewhere but it could go so much so much further mm. so again these practices are there ultimately and also in the process to bring into your own empowerment and to not forget that I think that's really important yeah 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 to me that's everything has to empower the person on the other side yeah. like you know like, and that requires the person on the other side all the same take an active participation like mm. do you know like versus like you know coming i'm just i just want to try this here versus this is what's going on in my life and I'm, i just cannot see a way through it i can't get a sense of it or i'm wondering you know like i find this difficult i'm just wondering is there anything that I can help me do that there. Like that's where when I go to my astrologer, like I'm like, okay, I've realized this here. Like, you know, the way I'm bringing in this information, it gets kind of a little clunky and I'm trying to figure out, is it me? But I kind of feel it's not me because I kind of feel it's always been like that. And then they're like, yeah, this is actually how you receive information. I'm like, that makes sense now. Now I can actually use that for more. And I think that's the key part. Now I can use that for more. I think a lot of the times what can happen is we go and see, oh, my moon is in this sign. That means I need that. And then full stop. Or, you know, I'm a projector. And we see a certain sense of that initial, oh, great. Yeah, I totally resonate with that. But then that's that, you know. I think where astrology, human design, tarot, all those practices become really helpful or really powerful is when we take that bit and then take it into our life and go well where are all the ways first of all that i'm noticing that tendency mm-hmm. you know where are the ways if a you know as a projector where i might not I might be over pushing a certain way or where you know i was like oh i'm kind of always in a sense that pushback from others or it says like that takes so much energy why is it not going easier you mm-hmm. know i'm like okay how did i initiate how did i get into that whole relationship like how is my role in that relationship am i being seen for really who i am what i have and you know and it's not so much about changing it i find initially sitting with it and noticing it all the different mm-hmm. places is 
is so powerful because that now gives you, it's like the field study that gives you information from your own life. And then it becomes not something that somebody told you or it's a sheet of paper, but then it becomes lived wisdom. And I think mm-hmm. these are all powerful tools um, that really have the capacity to take us so much deeper in our own self-knowing. If we, I think it's kind of like, if we understand how to use the tool. Yeah. And there is a certain skill, like with anything, like even if you're a craftsman, if you, you know, have a chisel and a hammer, like, yeah, you can just bang down a wall or you can craft something beautiful. And sometimes banging down a wall is exactly what's needed. <laughs> but there is what I'm trying to say is there's an understanding of like, and if you've never had a hammer and then, I don't know, I've probably done too many house renovations, but if you just start banging down walls, you will have a muscle sort of next day because it's something you haven't done before. And it's the same thing when you start applying your chart, you know, and then you get more clever. You get to understand like, oh, there's a way of holding that hammer. There's a way of, you know, um, muffling out the intensity of the feedback that comes through it. And it's like, oh, it doesn't have to go into my bones. But there's a way what I'm trying to say is a skill, how to use a tool. And to me, these practices are all tools. It's also yoga is the same thing. If you keep practicing the same thing on the mat and nothing changes in your life, at some point it's like, yeah, you found a hammer, but you're not using it, you know, mm-hmm. in your life. And so I think also being kind to ourselves and understanding is like, okay, it can take a little while to develop skills to like, what am I going to do if I know my sun is here, my moon is there, Pluto is, I don't know, squaring such and such in my, what does that actually mean? How does it show up and how do I use that? skillfully in my life and I think that's where the overlap is when we take these practices and we talk about the healing journey is like how can I use that and take that as an active part become become an active participant in my own life right because mm. otherwise they become just little stories yeah do you know like us and we leave with the you know like I've I've had people on different scenarios come like years ago somebody we were at a recce training like and they started going through their their process and I was like this was not in line with what was happening in the class and I was like what's going on I went for a shamanic healing yesterday and I go well what what did you learn from it don't know what did they do I don't know like what was the integration don't know nothing and I was like anything what did anything from that session I don't know but I know something was done and I was just like brilliant great healing happened but you have no anchor in the world, like, mm. do you know, like, and then I had to go then and f- help her find the anchorage in this world, like, and how to integrate it with, like, mm. but you could have also left, say, with a soul retrieval of a beautiful story of the soul part that came back, but then actual no integration work with how to tend to that part that is very vulnerable and wants to come back, but we have to tend to it. Mm. Same with past life regression, like, they can become the stories that we bring out and tell everybody but I'm like how has that changed your inner world or your external world versus it just being the same with journey and like versus it just being journeying and finding all the exciting things how's it changed in my day-to-day same with astrology human design how can this become something that really helps me start reimagining my life like helps me to really empower myself to live life according to my I'm not even going to say my design, but according to where I am at in my life at this moment, because there may be parts of that design or that astrology. I'm just like, I'm, I don't really think that part's really right. Like so. And that's OK, because somewhere down the road, you might go, oh, yeah, that's what that was about. Mm. 
do you know, like, so I meet it and the information where I'm at, but to me, it has to be funneled down and integrated because otherwise it's just information and we have loads of recordings and loads of papers of stories, but I'm sitting going, my fucking life hasn't changed. Like, mm. I don't feel any different. So it's like to be they're all like little invitations that we can step into. And the more we sort of meet them and work with them, we start then to really become that energy. Like mm. and to me they're all energy. It's all energy, all everything I all human design, astrology and all there, it's all energies that are looking to dance or invite me in to dance them with them or reflecting something to me. And where I meet resistances, that's where I know Okay, maybe this moment doesn't feel true or part of me is going, I really don't want to talk about that or look at that. And oh my God, that will require me actually having to you know, stand up for myself. So we're just going to pretend that part isn't there. But I like that little part because that's easy. So I'll really focus on that. Mm. Do you know, like, and we're learning to be with all of it. Like I remember a friend of mine years ago, I'd say it's about 15 years ago, went for an astrology reading and she came out and she didn't speak about it. And she said it was, you know, crap and she would never be going back. And I know mainly it was because things were reflected back mm. that did not want the ears to hear, like, and did not want to see, which is fine as well. Like, do you know, like, but it's the honest, but sometimes we have to be very honest as, and that poked me. And now I don't like that stuff. Mm. <laughs> do you know, like, and there's learning in that too. Mm. And it's actually, it's an open conversation amongst, you know, practicing astrologers or human design specialists you know like how to how to sort of communicate within within a reading you know because you want the reading to be helpful and very similar to like a yoga class when you wonder why has all of yoga become purely physical it's a what people can relate to first of all but it's also because the capitalization of it has kind of stepped into so it's like how am i going to make a living i need full classes so i need to teach people what they like um and the same in astrology and human design can be like you know it takes really a grounded reader that is not looking for confirmation of their own ability and self-worth when they're sitting in a reading so that they give you both i mean you know there is value in in allowing a, a in yoga student or the person sits across from you to bring the information in a way across where you see, okay, it lands somewhere with them, you know. Uh, there's also value in going through the parts that, you know, connect into the parts that come naturally to a person, sort of like they feel seen, they're like, oh my God, that is it. You know, there's, there's, uh, and then they can use that as well. You know, it's like, does, a reading doesn't have to be just like the hard facing truth. Mm. But ideally, I always said that in a yoga class as well. Ideally, you want to love and hate your yoga teacher a little bit. Do you know? There is this aspect of where you feel supremely taken care of and seen. But you also want to feel just a little bit poked. A good teacher sees your full potential and sees where you're shying away from something and they nudge you into that direction. Um, same in a reading. When you look at a chart, you see like, okay, this run, runs, this resonates and that aspect, you just kind of see like the question mark in someone's face and you come from different sides and different, you know, use different languages and different analogies. And it takes a certain amount of courage, 
you know, there's a, like, sometimes you just need to move on because it's not the time to talk mm. about that and honor that as well. And sometimes it's like, no, let's stay in that conversation a little bit longer without over pushing the person. But there is a mm. potential for, for an opening, you know, for something to crack open and understanding to drop a deeper, even a deeper questioning. I think sometimes it's even good if somebody leaves a reading and has questions, you know, about themselves, mm. life, the world, you know. So, but it is you know, there is always this, this conversation of how accessible and enjoyable do I make anything like that from a, you know, a teacher or a reader's perspective mm. and also how close to the truth and the full potential do I stay? Because ideally we want to hold our students, our clients and see their fullest potential because that's really when I'm looking at an astrology chart, I'm seeing all the energies, the possibilities that can and want to run through that person. It's all energetic, like what you said. And then my job is really just to connect the human being to that and just help them. I mean, the school that I've been trained in is called like remembering astrology. And I just think it's beautiful because you're remembering parts of yourself that you're on a deeper mm-hmm. level already know. Um, and that happens in stages because I think if we were just to see all of who we are, we'd be overwhelmed. <laughs> you know, wouldn't even know where to go or, you know, mm-hmm. be too much to process. So there's beauty in, in all of those aspects. Um, but it is... It is all energetic and I think it's the question of like an awareness around how am I bringing those energies consciously into the world and where am I shying away from, you know, dimming my light in that mm-hmm. way or where am I a little bit of a, you know, every every expression, every energy comes in a sort of, kind of maybe a high and a lower vibration, you know, because the Mars and Aries is one of those things like, oh, everyone will be angry and everyone will be like shouting. And whilst there is a quickening of activity when you have that fire maybe and and, and the Martian quality, it doesn't need to be like that. You know, you can take that energy with awareness and just bring it into very pragmatic, very clean, clear cut decisions, action steps, you know, as like, Instead of the marathon, you've frozen everything else step. You kind of think of it like as a 5K race and after another 5K race kind of thing, you know? So it doesn't have to be always like that. So yeah, there's just a lot of potential in, I think, those practices. Mm, something else has just popped up. I've just... <laughs> I could see it stories, on your face. <laughs> Loads of stories popping onto my head. I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this time, I remember this time, I remember that time. Um, I met somebody else, God, probably, probably five or six years ago, and they had had an astrology session and they loved it. And this is something else I, I, mm-hmm. I've seen as well, like that way. And it's perfect as well. OK, so it's but it's just interesting, like to sort of watch ourselves and what we're doing. So they went for astrology. Obviously, it opened up so much and reaffirmed so much of their place in their family, their understanding of themselves. And they felt, you know, that vroom, that pure, that's my potential. Mm-hmm. Like, and then it was like, OK, now I'm going to leave my job and start into what they told me I was good at. And. And then obviously came the restriction, the -hmm. constriction, because then you're meeting all the conditioning that is between you and your potential. Do you know, like, and they couldn't understand why they couldn't stick with what they were trying to, you know, step into because they're going, but no, this is what I'm like, this is what I'm meant to be doing. This is what I was told. This is what I was told I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, but how does that fit in with you know, really you, yourself, your own desires, your own vision of the world and your place in the world. But also you do realise there's going to be the gap, there's going to be the conditioning, like, do you know, like, and that is also part of the journey, like, 
Do you know, like, so even with, you know, you're talking about Mars and Aries and the anger and the quick to go to it and all there, that can also be then I can learn to move from that if that is my sort of at this moment natural expression of that due to life and my where I was brought up and how I learned to communicate. I can then begin to move to Mm. a different expression of that. Or even, you know, we have so much judgment around anger and reactivity Mm. that, you know, a lot of the times I'm seeing those, you know, expressions in a chart and you want to be so careful of what you play, like how you initiate conversation, you know, he's like, how do you experience anger in your life? You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know, am I supposed to experience anger? Is that, you know, but a lot of the times where I'm sort of like start to f- having conversation, fish around a little bit, how this is, those very dominant forces are actually a lot of times suppressed. So sometimes our conditioning can actually suppress that. Mm. And so as a result, in that way, we're actually you know, it's like free up your anger or like, you know, again, I don't want to play into the whole Mars and Aries thing of like anger. There are so many Mm. more beautiful ways of like, it's the creative spark into action. Like there's so many other ways of how that can play, but the reorientation is it's like, oh my God, I actually, that is not being expressed in my life. I'm not aware of that. And oh my God, I'm holding that potentially for some of us in my organs, in my body. And so then the question is, okay, around the conditioning, but then also like, okay, how do I give myself space for maybe experience how it feels to express anger, you know, and then finding ways of expressing in a healthy way. And then also go on all of the other qualities that comes with maybe an Aries or Mars and Aries, you know, that inspired action that can kind of just come through and, 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 you know, where it totally can bypass the, the mind that is, you know, editing and constant, like there's a sense of direct action, spirit to action in a higher vibration. But if I suppress the anger part, I also don't get to access that higher part Mm. in it. So conditioning is so powerful in terms of, you know, are you the angry one in the family? And then we live up to that. Or maybe you're a woman, you're not supposed to be angry, and I'm living up to that. So astrology, human design in a way is really to crack up and open it can help us to identify conditioning and then start slowly won't happen in a reading slowly dismantle all of that and so you get a bit more breathing room because yeah. conditioning will never just show up in one way like <clears throat> do you know like as a so layered like you might know oh it definitely shows up in this way and then over years you might begin to see all the little sneaky other ways that it is actually playing through life like you know, and we will go to initially the main definitions of what something is like, you know, because that's maybe what we're reading the most. That's maybe what's out there or talked about the most that we like. But there is within anything like for me, human design, astrology and all that, it gives such a massive perspective of the energy that is available in any one quality. A hundred percent. You know, like, so you're, you're in all honesty, you're never going to master your astrology chart possibly in your lifetime, like, which is fine, because if you even just take one one part one little part you know like and allow that to really seed and for its potential to grow Mm -hmm. that has a humongous because it'll start connecting to all the other parts anyway like Mm -hmm. you know because they're all in conversation with each other so to me it's like they're all energies that are available in their shadow and their full fullness mm. and then it's like we get to see where we're at at different places in our life with all of those mm. we don't use it then as the stick to beat ourselves up with we use it as information power 
energy to allow us then to create the change within ourselves mm. so then that we can interact with the world differently like a hundred percent and i've seen it in in sort of how i read you know with more experience as well like initially it was like birth chart readings and the idea of like you know trying to convey sort of the general dynamics of your blueprint and you know sort of seeing yourself in that so kind of addressing without going into every detail but the whole chart and the longer i do these readings the more i see what actually in my experience has more possibility to really empower people as by by going into one specific aspect you know and i don't mean an astrology an astrological aspect but one particular area of the chart for example mm. so that could be something that because it feels like act, it is activated with a mm. current transit or something like that but it can be also just something like you know you sit with a chart i think what a lot of people may or may know as astrologers definitely human design as well like i sit sometimes for like two three hours with a chart and through a logical part and sometimes just sit with the energies and see what it what it what it speaks and what wants to be addressed so there's an an aliveness in the chart because it represents your consciousness. So in a way, by me looking at your chart, there is a way that I'm connecting to what wants to be addressed within you. And I think when you get a little bit more confident in readings, you can start to be sort of more honest and like direct people towards like, and it's also every astrologer is different, you know, but that's what I resonate with at the moment is like taking one small aspect and really chewing that well and coming at it from many different directions and unfolding it. Because what I find it's like, it's not as overwhelming. To be honest, like when I first had my astrology readings, I actually couldn't process them. I, I thought they were amazing and had the best time in them, but it literally came out of it and there were, it was so much. And I, I, I listened to the recordings and I wrote everything down. And I was like, it was too much. And at that point, I was already years into yoga and sort of the consciousness exploration. I was like, I just couldn't pull it down into actionable steps. And that sort of, that memory came to me like a good few months ago. I'm like, okay, maybe I want to organize readings in a, in a way where I'm going, I'm going one angle and yes that will not represent all of your chart and i'm aware that you've paid a lot of money <clears throat> to be in that one session but again we have to take the the money side in a way away from it in terms of to really give an authentic reading with a lot of potential um so i think a lot of the times it's actually taken for me one aspect and really going going deep and making that applicable um calls for like lasting changes or greater actionability i suppose with the person at least that's the sort of the feedback i'm getting back with mm. Mm. because as you said like the the charts are showing energies that are activated like so you could chat about something that is very exciting but is not actually maybe visible in my world at this minute mm. in time mm. and usually when we're going for any assistance at all it's like i need a little bit of help here and if you're chatting with something that's not relevant to me at this moment in time, mm -hmm. it's great and it's beautiful, but I need a little bit of help at this minute in time. I need to, I'm drowning here or, you know, or I'm confused or, you know, or I'm just trying to figure out something, whatever it might be like, you know, but somewhere they're going, I need help. Like, mm -hmm. do you know, like, so we, it is to be chatting, you know, to me, it is the sharing of whatever is happening in this moment. Like, mm -hmm. do you know, like, which will feed back into the past, which will feed into the future in different ways that if you're working with that energy and integrating it, like, so it ha again, it's the empowerment of the person, like, and then sometimes the person too has to take the ability to ask questions, like, yeah, 
and also direct the session sometimes in a sense and not direct it as and take over but as and go no but I'm, I'm wondering you know I'm really stuck in my relationship or you know I'm trying to figure out you know about my work and all there like I'm thinking of doing xyz or you know like I, I need help with figuring out how, how like you know I want to change career I want to can leave my relationship I want to understand how I work like I want to understand how best to use my creative capacity like mm. whatever it might be like so they're also need to have possibly and you don't have to but I think it's really nice if people have already contemplated when I step into this what is my intention as well like do you yeah. know like so at least and I, I know I really want help with xyz or I really want information or I just want a space to actually see myself and even if you don't arrive at a final intention mm. um I I sometimes really struggle with that I was like I can feel it, what my intention is, but I cannot verbalize it. But the pure questioning, that sitting with, mm. why am I, why am I actually going there? Is it like a sense of, am I projecting? Am I just want to not do the work and just want somebody to tell me what to do, you know? And that's perfect as well. I've been there loads of times. Um, but even just sitting questions like, what is it that, you know, and like, go a little level deeper, you know, oh, I'm curious about my chart. Okay. So what are you actually curious about and what are you, so let's say you get some insights, what would that change in your life? So go a little bit deeper mm -hmm. and then also always consider that. And I get to do that. I, I get people to do that sort of to, to think about it and maybe write it down if they feel called to pre-reading, pre-session. But then also in the session, you know, it can change. It can change mm. right at the moment. It's like, okay, you gave me loads of information beforehand. Like after we grounded, it's like, what are you feeling now? Like, where do you want to go? And then once we open up conversation and there might be a bit of a great understanding where we can actually the scope of, you know, because people are still new to astrology. I think a lot of the times it's like curiosity uh, or human design, all of those tarot, you know, um, you, you don't know what you don't know and it's sometimes difficult to ask for if you didn't even know there was a capacity so sometimes out of a conversation it's like oh no way can we look at that it's like yeah of course we can you know mm -hmm. if that's within within what you're trained and um but yeah i think the transit is an interesting aspect because they so it's like where the planets are in the sky and how they're activating your chart. And we know it may be more from astrology, but I don't know how many people are actually aware of that happens in human design as well. So the different channels or gates are being activated, mm -hmm. you know, so they can be activated because you're around another person or, um, but they can be activated through where, where the planets are in the, in, in, in the sky. And so there are these activations. It's like really an invitation to get to know yourself from a different angle for a different side and even if they're not there constantly with that in, I don't want to say intensity but with that clarity maybe um a residue stays and I think that's how we spiral that's we how we layer understanding of ourselves you know through but it has to go both you know you have to have a reading or or you know study to yourself in a way and then look what happens in your life and then go with those parallels and then over time like there's a unfolding of an awareness of an understanding what's really available to you mm, because w w what all the transits do like is allow you to taste mm. something that maybe you don't get to drink from every day like certain channels you are conscious or unconscious so you get to maybe drink from every day or they're unconscious but you can bring them into more awareness around them like but like the transit sort of to me would be like you're getting to experience different energies like mm. do you know, like and you get to experience yourself 
sort of in that energy. Mm-hmm. And therefore you can take that there with that understanding of what that gives you. Do you know, like, and you don't have to make it up again, but you have that sort of remembering of it, like, so you can bring it forward, you know, like, or it has affected a change or if it really sort of impacted you that you can keep a track of mm. when's that sort of coming around again, like sort of thing, like, but they're there to, to, in a sense, educate us, like, that way, like, that there's something available at that moment in time that maybe we don't have access to and we can tune into it and use it for our greater good or for where we're at. A hundred percent. And also do not judge ourselves, you know, because there might be something that say maybe decisiveness is not like your forte and then there's like something being activated in your chart, you know, um, has to, it has to be because I was about to say either astrology or human design. It has to be in both. And quite frankly, you yeah. would see that actually even in your yoga practice. It's really interesting. I've seen the parallels of people like a lot of people have practiced with me in yoga, came to do readings. I was like, I can actually see their physical movement in their astrology chart, like their attitude there, you know, what sort of goes behind. So it has to always show in everything if it's true, because if it's you, it's you and your complexity. Um, but yeah, so let's say, you know, decisiveness is not your forte. All of a sudden, like there's an activation and you are just like knocking the decisions out of the park. You're just like, yes, no, yes, no, I'm going to do this. I want that. I don't want that. You know, I have this clarity. This relationship isn't working anymore. I'm going for that job. And it's like we taste that aspect and then it might not always stay if it's an activation, Mm -hmm. you know. So to judge ourselves that if three months later, a year later, we're like, oh my God, I was so decisive, like six, you know, like, why is that not there anymore? So there's A, to allow ourselves off the hook that there are certain times in our life where maybe for that person, they have to be more decisive and then again, back into less. Mm. So there's one that, and then also it's still though as a memory lingers there. So it, in a way, I was like, yeah, okay, you might not be, you know, the person that people or yourself define as decisive first, but it's one of the skills that you can pull in and it doesn't need to be at the forefront of that mm-hmm. you're doing. Whereas if we don't have that awareness of uh, activations, I think that we can oftentimes go into judgment. Like I hear it so often. It's like, do you know what? I was so disciplined in that point. Or like, do you know what? I could really let go. I was really receptive. I've really gone with the flow and really struggling with other times. And we're like, what's wrong with me now? You know, it might be nothing wrong with you if you have an understanding of, well, there certainly isn't anything wrong with you. But the judgment can can sort of ease off if you have an understanding. It's like, oh my God, I was through a, going through a phase where that has been really pushed to the forefront. So I learned something that maybe I get through a certain phase in my life and then it's easing off again. So there's nothing wrong with you. And that's the, that, that's like all of life. Nothing is permanent. Mm-hmm. Do you know, because what's ebbing and flowing or energy is ebbing and flowing. We might have like our charts there, like, but within that there the whole energy is ebbing and flowing Mm. all of the time like so nothing is permanent like do you know like there's these stable things that are within me but depending on what's happening in the weather in a sense what's being activated what's really coming to the forefront what am i being invited to to really look at to learn grow and evolve and other parts might need to take a back seat so i can get the full front view of something else that's happening in my life because if they were all up there in their fullness, I might not see the little part that I actually need to be mm. focusing on or the, the aspect of me that is now going, yeah, you haven't really looked at me in a long time and I need tending to now. And, you know, I'm showing up in your life so you can work with me and you can learn more about that part of yourself. Like, you know, like, so there, 
the beauty is that it, it's like we can know ourselves as this chart, but then it's always changing. Like, mm. you know, even though there's a foundational part to it, if you add in the transits, it's always changing. Mm. Do you know, like, so then if I only see I'm only that, I forget that there's an influence then happening around that there that's inviting different parts of my chart to come into conversation with it. Like, and then that's where we end up then in frustration going, but I thought I was X, Y, Z, but now I'm, I'm, this isn't happening. Like, do you know, like, or I've been, I've been waiting here all day to respond to someone and there's nothing here. Do you know, like, and that's the understanding then of the zooming out almost mm-hmm. and going, what is the bigger picture, the bigger mm-hmm. energy within this? Like, and also the organicness, like we're alive, <laughs> you know, so to, to, to see that on a chart as well, you know, because I mean, there's benefits and limitations of seeing something, let's say, printed out on a, on a piece of paper. So on one hand, we can externalize that. It's easier to look at, you know, some of your constellations that's, you know, on a piece of paper, just the way it's easier mm-hmm. for us to figure out our friend's life. <laughs> You know, we know exactly what they need to do because we're not emotionally involved. So there is something about that externalization in a way. Um, but it can also become just like when we learn about anatomy and the bones, like, is that now helpful? Or do you feel like just restricted the way you've learned anatomy, you know, 20 years ago? Is that mm-hmm. is looking at your chart now fixed? And I think transits do bring that activation and there's like, it's organic. We're alive. There's so much more, but we got to start something somewhere. Um the other thing with, with transits, what transits actually are, transits are activating your chart, but they're activating everyone's chart in a, like in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's sometimes where I feel sort of torn when we talk about the general weather situation, energetic weather situation, what's going on. And I know a lot of astrologers and human design people, like they really specialize on that, but maybe just sort of a last point, like I feel like I want to really make and kind of share with you guys here is that just because you hear this and this is happening out in the sky is like nothing is inherently good or bad you know you could go you could listen to let's say let's take that airy so that fiery example again so let's say something is happening in in the fire signs as an activation as it getting louder so one astrologer might interpret that as like, oh, watch out, everybody, angry words, you know, there might be arguments, there might be car crashes, you know, there might be, you know, heated sort of conversations, um, there's an inflammation, even in the body, like they can be all of that. And I'm not saying that's not true. But here's the thing. Some of us could do with a bit of fire on their arse sometimes. So for some of us, that activation could feel really good because you could feel like, I'm super decisive. I can all of a sudden set a boundary. Like I could never do that, you know? Whereas for others, if you're a bit hot-headed at the best of times, you know, it's it's it all depends, you know? It's like <laughs> if you think of going on a summer holiday to the south of France and it's 30 degrees, you probably welcome that because quite frankly, you get up, you have a nice breakfast, you probably swim you you know you do all the things you have a nap you like there's not much pushing so for you who's in holiday mode having intense heat in the south of france might be very enjoyable and you might want to get a tan and so on if you're there however and you have a big work project to get through and you're sitting in an environment that isn't you know air conditioned all of a sudden that intense hot heat might feel different to you so 
what I'm getting at is that I think we need to even look at the, the general weather forecast as such, you know, the general transit mars is going into that sun is going into gemini you know the the moon is here and there that's all potent but take that information but just watch and notice where the judgment comes in that this is good this is bad this definitely does create this whilst there are sort of these background themes like if we look back at the pandemic over the last year and a half you know whilst for a lot of us it has been isolating it has been very difficult it has been you know all of those experiences some of us had like peak revelations some of us opened businesses some of us like had like the best year in their business you know uh some of us fell in love over this year you know uh, so we gotta be very careful when we go like this is a time where xyz happens because it activates something different in our chart. So that's why, and I, I, I know you always talk about energies in that way, but that's why I like to break it down into the elements or into the energies that are lying beneath it, because they are not good or bad. It's literally just what you do with it. You know, 30 degrees, two o'clock in the sunshine, Ashtanga practice outside might not feel that soothing to your system. You know, if you're in the winter in Finland, and it's like 10 o'clock in the morning and trying to get some heat into your body, a strong physical practice might be exactly what your body is wanting. Mm -hmm. But you don't know, you know, until you listen inwards. So again, these practices give us an invitation to look externally and to look internally. And how does our inside, our internal landscape meet the external? How is our external informing the internal? And that's a long-winded way of saying it's never as easy as a yes or no, good or bad. Mm -hmm. It always is organic and always depends. It's variable. Yeah. Do you know, like, and <clears throat> I think the main thing for people to take away from this is that, like, it's always check inwards, like. Mm -hmm. Do you know, like, I've had clients come to me this year, you know, a lovely woman, and she's like, you know, like, but everybody will be, you know, everybody's going to be awake after this. And I'm like, because somebody read it on a Facebook page who's an astrologer, and I'm like, does that, like, come with a guarantee, like? And she's like, but you believe that? And I went, no, no, I don't. I go, because there's so many million factors at play and not everybody is maybe on that trajectory, which is perfect and fine too. Like, you know, so there's no blanket truth like that. Way. Like, so we also have to turn inwards and go, does that resonate? Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Am I going to let that now inform my day to day? Because after that's the case, we'd all dig a hole and bunker down at this mountain time, you know? Mm. So we we have to decide and interact with what's being presented to us and see how it filters through your system, being honest at the same time, going, OK, that's triggering me a little bit or that's poking at me. I can sit with that and that just does not resonate with me, like and allowing that to be OK as well. Like, so to me, it will always come back to our own inner authority. <clears throat> and I, I keep coughing our own <laughs> inner authority. But then that takes work to get to know our own and authority as well. Like, yeah, but I think that's you know, like, really exciting. Like for me, yeah. that's the exciting part, right? Um, but again, it's a breaking out of this, let's say, like the the overly young patriarchal structure into a more yin, right? The yin mm. is like a little bit more of the, the not knowing, the questioning, whereas the other one, this is the way. And so there's always a part, I think, in us that go like, just... And I have that as well. You know, I go and have a reading with someone's like, just tell me what to do. <laughs> just like, yes, no, up or down, right, left. Just, yeah. just you know. Yeah. And uh, I always found that like, you know, my first yoga teachers, I remember this so well. It's like you couldn't get a, a straight answer out of her. 
and at the time it was so infuriating because it's like which way what like what is happening here with the pelvis and she's like well it depends and I was like it depends doesn't help me in that moment mm-hmm. but that was also because I was like like so fresh to yoga and it, again I think with a greater context and a greater understanding in the field which takes time at least time spent with mm-hmm. the domain which is like you what we're talking about comes a greater understanding of possibility and then you go okay it can be this and that oh wow okay so this way of positioning the pelvis can be super beneficial for some people but it can be it can be the poison for some others oh i get it now there is no absolute and you know when we when we get to that that level of this and that rather than this or that whilst it's confusing first it really opens up our own realm i like it really it's it's an expansion of our mind our beingness but also what it does on a collective level it gives us more compassion for others because we also don't go that person's right that person's wrong that person can have this opinion here that i really dislike Mm. but there can be another aspect of that person i absolutely adore and so i don't have to throw the whole person out with everything and i think that's what we're also at the moment been invited into as human beings of stretching our compassion of stretching our understanding where you go oh there are people in my life that like that really like they do like they like these are sort of my bottom line ethical values that I have <laughs> and that's where the boundaries and they fall in that one or two actions way down I'm like oh my god how can I even have that person in my life and then in other parts that are most compassionate person right and you know and like how can you how can you have them see both you know how can you hmm. not not to yourself or to other box them off which brings us right into what we started out right it should this these practice should be feel freeing enlivening hmm. rather than making things small so i think we'll wrap it up on that note my dear <laughs> so everybody for the coming weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and months ahead just checking in with everything that you're receiving from the outside world or things that you're going to to gain some clarity around yourself, your place in the world, how to move forward or just even how possibly to be where you are, Mm -hmm. even more so rather than trying to push your way out of it. And when you're looking at them, just come from some of the angles we've been chatting about, see how it resonates with you, see if they're freeing you up, if they're restricting you and really just tuning into yourself with them all Mm -hmm. and enjoy playing with it as well and and be gentle with yourself during the whole process um so we look forward to connecting with you next week and thank you always for joining us and partaking in our little podcast um and that is it i think so if you'd like to leave us a little review at all as always do please put on the little star things that are on those platforms that you may listen to us on and we look forward to connecting with you next week so thank you bb as always and see you soon We'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com. <laughs>